0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your
1: captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
2: Hello and welcome to episode number 78 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, back to hang out with you. And we have a lot to get into. For instance, should the Jets make a trade for C.J. Henderson Your voicemails, recapping the green and white skirmish, all that stuff, 10K, a lot to get into. But before all of that, a word from our sponsor, attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code JETS20. That's J-E-T-S-20 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. So a lot's happened in this last week. Number one, hit 10K the giveaway. We have done it. Uh, By the time you are listening to this, the Zach Wilson jersey is on the way to the winner. The two Manscaped packages will be mailed out today on Monday. So things are happening. We're rocking and rolling. And uh, it's a good time to be a New York Jets fan. And I really appreciate all the love and support from everyone through this process. It was an absolute blast uh, just leading up to that giveaway. And it was something that I never thought that I was Going to hit, and that's not really the reason why I started this channel in the first place. It's just, you know, I wanted to talk Jets football with you guys. That's all. Uh, and it's grown to a really awesome point, and I'm very, very much so appreciative. And speaking of appreciative, meeting so many people at the green and white scrimmage was also something that was just tremendous. First and foremost, I was able to meet Ali from Loyal NY Jet fans. Absolute blast. So cool to finally meet him. And Ryan from Jets Talk 24 7. Yes, I do a weekly show with him. Haven't met him in real life until two days ago that's how long it's been so uh that was really cool and then you guys the fans it was an absolute blast and hopefully you enjoyed the practice as much as i did so let's get into cj henderson that's going to be the monologue here at the start before we get into your voicemail so the jacksonville jaguars are supposedly making him available he was the former ninth overall pick from last year in the 2020 draft class and he only played in eight games last year He did have one interception. He had a groin injury last year, which is what held him out um, after, you know, an an up and down rookie year, as most rookie seasons are for cornerbacks. And he was just recently activated off the COVID list now. So he's back healthy um, from both the injury and from COVID. Uh, Here's some numbers for you. Like I said, the one interception. He had 443 yards allowed and a 64.3 completion percentage allowed, a 57.9 PFF grade. Obviously not great numbers, but to be a top 10 pick, the expectations are very high for this kid going forward. Um, again, I don't know if he is someone who is going to necessarily develop into a number one corner. Uh, based off his first year, it was, again, a little bit up and, up and down. Granted, he's still young. He still has a way to go. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars should be giving up on him. But let's just talk through this process. One, should the New York Jets trade for him? And number two, if they were, what would a package look like? Now, I'm not giving up a first-round pick for C.J. Henderson. With I know the Jets have two, and all due respect to Henderson, I don't think his value is the same for what it just was. And I know the Jets have two, so they could potentially send the, the Seattle one over. If I were to trade for Henderson, I would prefer it to be the Carolina Panthers' second-round pick. Um... Then I would feel a little bit more comfortable, especially if he, you know, continues to develop a second round pick. Sure. I saw a trade package online. It was like a second of fourth and Mims. No, no, we're not. We're not doing that. You're not giving up on a second round rookie. uh, Excuse me, a a second round there from just a year ago, a second round pick this upcoming year and a fourth round pick. I'd be all set there. I'd rather if that were the case to roll with what the Jets have than to go. You know, into this saying, okay, I'm gonna give up on a year or two wide receiver who he just spent a top what 60 pick on? What what was he taking, 54 somewhere in that range, and uh, a second this year, and a fourth as well. Uh, I think, like I said, if it was just a singular second, I would think about it, but I am absolutely not giving up a first round pick for Henderson. That that's quite okay. Uh, I would rather. Hold on to that and just see what the Jets have this year. Because, I mean, let's face it, on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary, it's going to be a lot of waiting and seeing what you actually have and evaluating. And I'm okay with this year being an evaluating year. I don't necessarily think you have to, you know, trade a high end pick, you know, with the first rounder, a top probably 25 pick. In an upcoming draft for a a player that the team that just drafted him ninth overall is already willing to give up on, that gives me a little bit of a red flag. Again, if you want to take a flyer on him for a second, that's a completely different story. The the value of a first-round pick and the value of a second-round pick isn't nearly the same. So, okay, sure, I would maybe take a swing on it for that. But if it's anything more than that, I don't see how I could justify it right now. I'd almost rather have Bless, Austin, and Bryce Hall out there Starter and and rotation and rotating guys in like Guidry at the green and white scrimmage I thought was good. Uh, he'll probably play the slot, and I'm sure you'll see a mix of Isaiah Dunn and Lamar Jackson and the two youngsters in Eccles and Pinnock rotating in on the outside. So while Henderson is an intriguing player and someone that I liked in that draft class, I don't know if I'm giving up a first round pick for him or multiple picks. Again, singular second, different story. But multiple picks and a player, like I saw uh, you know, that trade proposal online. I don't, forgive me, I don't remember exactly where it came from. Uh, it was on an Instagram account, a Jets Insta account. Sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. But the point remains the same. It, it's not a player the Jets desperately need, but um, weird things happening in Jacksonville. I, I don't like the direction of that team. I love the quarterback, but I don't love the hire of Urban Meyer and I think there's been some questionable uh, roster decisions since then. So without further ado, I guess that leads us into the voicemails time. Let's get into the voicemails this week. We're going to start things off with Max in New Jersey.
3: Hi, this is Max from Hulman, New Jersey, and I have two quick questions for you. Number one, I disagree with your um, Zach Wilson projections. I think you ha- you said you have 26 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I disagree with that. I I think you're too- placing too high expectations on Zach Wilson. Bye predictions for stats are 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. And my second question, I know Greg McRown is not like a go-offensive tackle. Do you think we should cut him and sign David DeCastro? Thank, thank you and go, Jeff. Uh,
2: a couple things. Um, first, we'll start with the Wilson projection. Okay, so 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. What are we looking at? Yards per attempt. How many attempts are we looking at? Um, yards overall. Rating, completion percentage, I'm interested to know. Uh, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, that's fine. Uh, you totally think that, and hey, it's a rookie, but I think in a 17-game season, I would tend to think he, if he's playing all 17 games, he'll throw for more than 20 touchdowns, and hopefully the interceptions aren't that high. Um, but I'm curious to see what else, because that's only a small portion of the the projections that I did. Uh, as well as the second part. So, Greg Van Roten plays guard. He plays right guard. DeCastro is also a guard. Um, I don't think he's healthy enough to play this year. So, I would say no. I think they're going to stick with Greg Van Roten. Thank you, Chip, for uh, checking in with us, Max. Chris in Dallas is up next. And he has a comment on Jameson Crowder and my. Well, last week I said made a video of making the case for the Jets to trade Jamison Crowder. Sorry, this is a bad explanation. Uh, And he's pleading the case against doing that.
4: Hey, it's Chris from Dallas again. First time on the show last week. Uh, I had another question for you. Um, You you stated last week that uh, basically you thought it was a great idea to possibly trade um, Crowder to the Saints. Because, you know, they need a wide receiver. They may or may not be able to get a third-round pick at the highest. Um, I kind of had a different take. Maybe um, it would be better off keeping as many weapons as we possibly could have uh, to try to develop Zach Wilson. Um, you never know what could happen with injuries. I mean, another thing is, is as high as we are on Moore, he has not even played a snap in the NFL. And um, we got to see how he develops. And I, I could see how Crowder could definitely help him develop as an elite slot. He can't do nothing but help. It going to hurt him. Yeah, he might take some snaps from Moore, but I don't think Moore's is there yet. You know, um, he's, he's got a lot to learn, and so does Wilson. So as many weapons as we can give him would probably be better. Now, I will say if you were able to get, like, a second-round pick for him, then, yeah, jump all on that immediately. But if it's anything less than a second-round pick, I don't really see the benefit of getting rid of Crowder. Um, let me know how you feel about this. Um, uh, if they did get rid of Crowder how do you think that would benefit Zach Wilson and more? Thanks for your time, buddy, and uh, go Jets.
2: Um, so I really I do see this side of it um, for wanting to keep Crowder around. And believe me, I'm not saying that I it's not that I don't want Jameson Crowder around. I think the Jets have good depth at a position and could possibly exploit the Saints for a you know, a pretty nice return on a player who's not going to be here next year and a player who they might be looking to flip at the deadline anyway if they're out of things. And I think Elijah Moore has shown enough where he can be a starter right now in, in training camp. I, I think he's proved that um, from what he's done so far and just how he's popped off the page. I, I think he's going to start. So um, the Jets have the ability to, yes, as of right now, you would probably assume that it's going to be as the three, Corey Davis, uh, excuse me, uh, Corey Davis, more as the second wide receiver, and then Crowder in the slot, or maybe a mix in a and Cole, but you could absolutely have, a, have still have a solid receiving core if you move Crowder, have more in the slot, and then have a combination of Cole and Mims on the outside. I think that would be just as effective. The point is, I think the Jets' offense could be just as effective with or without Crowder. I don't see Crowder having a huge role on this team this year because he's not a long-term building block. That was kind of my reasoning for it. Um, and for how it would help more, he, he would just get more reps. He would get a majority of the reps. And for how it would help Wilson, maybe not in the short term, but it depends on what you use for that draft pick. Um, and I still think the Jets' receiving core would be fine and more than passable with without Jameson Crowder around so um, that was kind of my reasoning behind it uh, next up is Nick in New Jersey speak of the devil we want to get into Elijah Moore now
0: yo Matt O'Leary let's go <laughs> J-E-T-S Jets 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 Woo-hoo! let's go the weapon we've always wanted in Elijah Moore height doesn't matter position doesn't matter He's an explosive playmaker. We all see it at the practices. If you want NFL comparison, I've said it and others have said it, so I'm not the only one who thinks it, Tyler Lockett right yep. there. He's I don't know the same height, the measurables, but there's slot guys who play all over. He plays with DK Metcalf. He's got, we got tall receivers here. He's going to explode all over the field. He's going to be a gadget guy. He's, he's going to be everything you would have dreamed of in a wide receiver. You think Giants had Odell Beckham Jr.? We have Elijah Moore, the anti-Odell Beckham Jr., like how we have the anti gaze with oh, Salah. Oh, I, I believe that Elijah Moore is a good-ass dude. If anybody follows him on social media, you'll see it. He's always with friends, training, helping people out. He's with his pets family, his mother, you know, seems like a really good dude and I can't wait to root for this dude and get his jersey. Um, This is just going to be awesome, Matt. Uh, this is Nick from New Jersey. I know I didn't say it earlier, just a little hyped, but we finally got our dude. So let me know what you think about all this hype. I'm just watching and more video and uh, I'm just getting hyped, man. Let's get it this year.
2: Let's go Jets. Love the hype. And the hype is real. I think, you know, Jeff fans for good reason are extremely excited about this kid because every day in practice, he seems to one up himself. And already in the green and white scrimmage, we saw not that Zach Wilson put up phenomenal numbers. He didn't. I would say he struggled. But uh, overall, he seemed to already be relying on Elijah Moore. So I think he's going to have a big rookie year, uh, Nick. And you are not alone in A that comparison and B that excitement level with with this player. So, I expect to have to see him with a pretty big role on this team. Maybe doesn't break a thousand yards. Maybe it'll be around 800s, you know, give her plus or minus a little bit um, just cuz of how the offense is structured and you don't want to, you know, blow expectations completely out of the water. Maybe he does better than that. I hope he does. Um but he's going to be a lot of fun for a long time. Next up, we have we have an imposter we have a fake Travis from Ohio. You guys know caller ID is a thing, right? In the world, in the year of our Lord 2021. Let's hear from Travis in Ohio.
0: Hey, man, <laughs> Travis from Ohio. <laughs> I just wanted to get your thoughts on how much of an
5: upgrade you really think this Josh Johnson guy is over the young quarterbacks that we already have. Seems to me he's a little washed up and never really was anything special on the NFL. And I was thinking that it might be a better idea to give those reps to guys we're looking to develop. But I'll wait and hear what you have to say. You stay well.
2: (laughs) Uh, Travis should have his own show, the real Travis from Ohio, because he is more of... I like him better than I like myself. He is more of a character than I am. He should have his own content. He does, He's phenomenal. So I'm glad that he's getting the recognition <laughs> that he deserves. As for Josh Johnson, veteran who's familiar with the offense, that's it. He was, you know, briefly with the 49ers uh, for a very short period of time, but I don't know, he's just a, he's a veteran who's been around the block, and knows knows how to do it. it. Makes me feel a little bit comfortable. Uh he wasn't if you were at the Green and White scrimmage, it wasn't like he was taking away reps from uh, Mike White or James Morgan. It's just good to have a veteran in the mix. Right now it looks like Mike White is QB2 and James Morgan QB3. Um but we'll see. Now we have Jeff, Jeffrey calling in from New Jersey, and what does Jeff want to get into? The culture. Yes, the culture is changing here with the New York Jets.
6: Hey Matt, it's Jeffrey from New Jersey, um, and I just got back from training camp. Um, it's currently August fourth. It's a Tuesday, and fans were allowed at training camp today. I went with Ben from New Jersey, who's a frequent caller on your show, and I just want to talk about the culture of this team because I've been in training camp the last you know four or five years, uh, okay. with the exception of 2020. Um, and you know, training camp was never really the way it is now. Um, Just, just because of the feeling, Um, you know, you can just tell by the energy the players have, you know, they actually want to be here with this team. They actually want to play. I mean, these players are pumping up the fans. I mean, coaches were throwing balls with the, you know, throwing footballs to the fans in the stands, um, including my section. And, uh, you know, I mean, even though autographs aren't allowed um, at the end of it, Mekhi Beckham was giving away his gloves to, you know, little kids and, that's awesome. and Cole even went up to us and have, had a little conversation and um you know it was just it was electric um and Zach Wilson looked pretty solid but i just it just feels different for once, and I'm just really glad that you know we have a competent general manager and head coach and you know what it seems to be a head coach um who actually knows what he's doing um and is really instill installing a culture that um can lead to this team winning and finally bringing people to New York and people enjoying their time here and not just collecting a paycheck so
2: that's just something
6: I observed and wanted to share on the show so
2: uh, have a great day thank you thank you I agree with you I think the culture is changing um, and the, what's going to help that is winning too but they have a head coach who's believable now like I know he hasn't coached a game in the NFL but you look at him comparatively to Adam Gase, Todd Bowles. Bowles is a very, very good coordinator, just didn't have it as a coach, for a head coach. Gase, you could make the case, I guess, that he was a decent offensive coordinator, I guess, when he worked with Peyton Manning. Other than that, don't know. Um, It, it feels different this time, though. I get what Jeffrey's saying. They're buying into the coach, which that stuff matters. I know people are tired of the culture talk, myself included, at some points, but the stuff does matter, and it seems to be trending in the right direction, Jeffrey. I agree with you, and I, too, am very excited about this team. Ben in New Jersey's up next. He also wants to get into some training camp stuff.
3: What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. What up, dude? First of all, just want to say congrats on reaching 10K. Thank you. Honestly, you... You deserve a lot more than 10K. Thank you for uh, putting up this content and uh, saving me from uh some Sandy the last two years. <laughs>
2: Appreciate it, buddy.
3: Um, and then next, uh, I'm just going to talk about a uh, training camp a little bit. So I'm calling on Thursday. I went to my very first training camp yesterday on Wednesday, August 4th. And I have to say, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was uh, such a fun event. Um, he got he got Michael Carter the se- Michael Carter this time hyping up the crowd before his ABT and Elijah Moore. So it looks like the rookies have been taking turns hyping up the crowd. And Zach Wilson looks he looks really good. He did I remember he did throw a pick to I think Bless Austin in the red zone in those red zone drills. But other than that, he looks pretty good. Him and Elijah Moore. Oh man, these guys. It's like it's like Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. They're just these guys are just so good together. Corey Davis made a bunch of nice catches. Um, Keelan Cole looked pretty solid once again. Carl Lawson's a menace. And even surprise and something some players I'm really impressed about are Kevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Isaiah Dunn. Those are three standouts I did not expect. Kevin Coleman looks pretty good. In the, in the training cam. Ty Johnson, I saw him, I saw him take a decent amount of reps with the first team, and he looked solid. And as they had done, and man, in those red zone drills when they did those one on ones, he looked really good. Like, he was, he, was, he was batting the ball away and just pressing the defenders, and he just looked amazing. And another thing is that, uh, I saw we also I also unfortunately had to go through the torture watching James Wayne and Mike White. James Morgan and Mike White up uh, <laughs> in the back of quarterback. And happens. God, those guys just look scary. It was just it was not a good sight to watch, but hey, we got Josh Johnson, at least we got a vet to back up Zach Wilson, hopefully he's a backup. And um yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts. And I thought obviously AVT was, it looked like AVT had a little bit of an injury, but hopefully he should be fine. Yeah, he should be good. So that's just, um, that's just my reaction to my first training cam. Um, let me know what you think. And once again, congrats on 10 K and as always go
2: Jets. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much for checking in with us here on the show each and every week. Um, I will say this. While I am not a Mike White or James Morgan guy, the second team offense did look better last night or two nights ago. Now, Uh, there was a point where I tweeted out. It was after, was it Morgan or White? Don't remember. One of the two. I'm going to go Morgan. Missed someone wide open in the flat. Just threw it wide. I was like, these guys don't look good. And they picked up back-to-back first downs, and then the first touchdown on the, uh, the night... No, I think it was White. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep correcting myself. Just let it rock. Um, it was The first touchdown was to Michael Carter, and they ended up, you know, marching down the field and getting a touchdown. So, spoke too soon. The Matt O'Leary jinx lives on. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... I mean, Jeffrey right, just before, and Ben, the two of them, they... they Hit it on the head. Training camp's been different. The vibes were very solid at uh, at the green and white scrimmage. Everyone seemed really into it. Jeremy in Cali is back. Let's hear from Jeremy.
6: Hey, O'Leary. It's Jeremy from Sacramento. Hey, congratulations on 10,000 subscriptions. You Thank you. The man. Does that mean we might see some uh, live streaming finally? Or that's just mm-hmm. going to be on Jet talk? I don't know. But, uh, you know, you can do it from your channel. Anyway, I wanted to give you some sound bites, or at least one, and that is this one. Elijah Moore again? I have a feeling you're going to have to play that one a lot. Have a great week, man.
2: <laughs> appreciate it. Loving these sound bites. I got to start loading them into my soundboard here and, and putting them up as your calling card when you call in. Um, I do have some, I, I guess, news, something that I've been planning. I don't know if I've really mentioned on the channel, but I will be doing uh, a live stream, a weekly live stream. Uh, I would love to do more. I just don't. There's not enough hours in the day. I don't have enough time. Uh, if things start to break a little differently with the day job, maybe that changes. But I will be doing pregame streams for the regular season games. I don't believe I'm going to do them during the preseason. I might strike that. I might do it for the second preseason game because that's when you usually see some action. And the third one, like nobody plays um, for week one. I'll be away of the not of the regular season of the preseason this upcoming uh, Saturday. I won't be home, so I'm not going to really do a live stream for it. I will have reactionary videos from a hotel in upstate New York, probably Uh Thank you to my girlfriend, who's a real one, for putting up with my craziness on this Jets team uh, and covering this Jets team. But I am planning to do uh, pregame shows that are live streams during the season. I'll probably hop on an hour before kickoff and just hang out for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, just talking through it and getting through it. So be on the lookout for that. And I would love to do more streaming stuff in the future. It's honestly just a matter about finding finding more time. Travis, he's calling in from Ohio. Let's get to it, man.
5: Hey, man. Yo. Travis from Ohio. Hey, my daughter loves when I played uh, last week's show, Call. Oh, good. And when I played it for her, so thanks again for you being you and of all that you do. Hey, we signed Josh Johnson. He's 35. We could have got a cheaper and more talented after seeing the uh, electric YouTube video of a uh, Matt O'Leary, a quarterback, in my <laughs> opinion. Thank but you. But he's 35 years old when I was going through the roster and just looking at it again. That makes Curry, 33, Moses, 30, Griffin, 31, Van Ritten, 31, and Joyner, 30. That's only one, two, three, four, five, six guys. they' are Thirty years old. That makes our team so young. At least that gives some depth and some age in the, and wisdom in the quarterback room. But when I was going through that, the roster on ESPN.com, I looked at linebacker and dude, we were super thin and nobody's talking about it. I mean, at least like some of our cornerbacks are stepping up. That's true. We're switching from a 3 4 and going to a 4 3. So we don't need to carry as many. But look, Jared Davis, he's our starting strong side. He's talented, but he's unproven. Noah Dawkins, he probably isn't going to be on the roster. He basically has no NFL stats. Camilio Eifler. Undrafted free agent rookie from Illinois. He's probably not on the roster, too. Maybe he's a practice squad. C.J. Mosley is going to have to play hero ball and be our defensive quarterback, and hopefully he stays healthy and returns to form. we got Homsom Dean There you go. He's the My boy. There, but is he going to stay healthy? And he's only a rookie. Delshawn Phillips, is he going to make the, block, the roster? Jimmy and Sherwood, rookie, talented, but see, Dean starting at weak side over him, because Nazaldine's in, on the first team yeah. in training camp anyway. Blake Cashman, can he stay healthy? Is he mm-hmm. not going to be on the roster? So that makes eight total linebackers. Four may not be on the roster if that leaves – two of the remaining four are rookies with three of them unproven in the NFL except Mosley who along with Nazaldine are possible health risk.
2: oh he got cut off there at the end uh, thank you as always though Travis for calling in the linebacker room is a little bit weak at the moment but I'll try to ease your mind they're not going to have a ton of linebackers on the field because uh, in today's NFL, a lot of offenses they like to go three wide receivers, so that means you're going to have three corners. So I would assume it's going to be some sort of four, uh, four defensive linemen, three corners, two safeties, two linebackers, and Davis and Mosley are going to be in the field a lot with Dean being mixed in in certain situations and stuff like that. So I, while I agree it is a weak spot on this team, uh, I don't think it's necessarily like a like a pressing issue. So uh, hopefully that puts your mind at ease, and thank you as always, Travis, for calling in and checking in with us. Tommy in Virginia is up next. He wants to talk about this defensive line.
5: Hey Matt, hey
3: Matt, it's uh, Tommy from Virginia. So, my question was: we have like this good D line, but awful corners, right? So, if our corners are just getting burnt, what's the point of this D line? No, yeah. like, them off.
2: okay, so the it's kind of like the chicken and the egg argument here. If Robert Salah's philosophy is if the defensive line is able to get home, then it doesn't really matter if your corners are on the weaker side. That's pretty much it. That's the simplest explanation I can give uh, because that's going to be the philosophy. And the times when the defensive line isn't getting home, yeah, they might look exposed. They very well could. Uh, But that's their plan for this year. Nick in D.C. has some rookie comps for us. Let's hear from Nick. Hey, Matt. It's Nick from DC.
1: First of all, uh, congrats on 10,000 subscribers! Thank it's you. Awesome to see you do a great job. Um, and also, happy uh, preseason week! Finally, yes. you made it. Can't wait. Um, so I just wanted to call and kind of do like a fun, um, like player comp, kind of uh, roundup. I'm gonna pick like six or seven players from the Jets who are like young, you know, recently okay. drafted. Okay. Who I think kind of compare. Um, well, to these to these other NFL players, and so of course I'm going to do their complete and total ceiling. Like if they all turn out to be these players, it would be unbelievable. I I don't think they will. I'm not gonna, you know, but I'm not gonna comp to, to their floor because who cares about that? I want to see their ceiling. So I'm gonna kind of do some comparisons. You can and you tell me like what you think. So okay. first, I'm gonna start with Wilson see I know people oh my god I'm not I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers but (laughs) he really does compare to Aaron Rodgers well the play style the way he can manipulate the pocket I just think he really does have the arm strength like Aaron Rodgers and so I I really see the comparison there at at, you know at his ceiling (laughs) um and so then next Elijah Moore I really see Odell Beckham and I know like oh my god you know like like wow like Odell really but I really see the explosiveness I see I just see that, that catch ability I mean he, he has unbelievable hands everyone talks about the explosiveness which is true he's an incredible athlete but I really see the catch ability just like Odell okay next I have uh wait who was I Oh Michael Carter Michael Carter So for Michael Carter I see a Raheem Mostert kind of comparison which is funny because you know you know San Francisco Fair. system wide zone scheme it all makes sense but I really see like an explosive back who kind of cuts in and out well um, he might not be you know Devonte Freeman he won't break every tackle but I I really see a Raheem Mostert kind of kind of player and I, I really I'm really excited for Michael Carter uh, The next one I have up is ashton davis who i think kind of got like lost last year between you know battling back from that injury that he suffered in college and you know last year was a mess um i kind of see ashton davis as like a Devin McCourty. i say that because ashton he's you know i don't think he's going to bloom into like year five or four i think it's going to take a long time because this kid barely even played football in college i mean he came to cal as a track athlete um he's just an incredible athlete who just has to learn the game of football and then I really think he could be like a Devin McCourty type of player who's just insanely so. fast and athletic. Uh for my last comp I have Bryce Hall. And Bryce Hall I see as like a James Bradbury. I think he's got really good coverage ability and zone schemes like James Bradbury. I just I, I see
2: Oh, he got cut at the end. Okay. I like those cuts. Uh, I like those, excuse me, those comps. Bryce Hall, I th- I'm extremely excited about this year. I thought he looked really good at the green and white scrimmage. Ashton Davis, it thinks we haven't seen a, a ton of him yet. Uh, he, he's an, a, another injury right now. Uh, I like this. I like these comps. Michael Carter, I think, is going to have a big impact. These guys right away, these young guys are going to have a impact on this team right away, which is really, really cool. I'd rather see that than you know, throwing to Demarius Thomas in 2019 or uh, running Frank Gore up the middle or Hogan. Like It's just, come on, what are we doing here? But at least this go-around, it seems like the Jets are going to have, especially on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of young guys. I'm, I'm for it. This is a welcome-to-welcome change. And I like those comps, Nick. I think you're on to something there. Last one, James from New Jersey, who I actually met over the weekend. James, Matt, what's
5: up, man? It's your boy James from New Jersey. How's it going? Hope you enjoyed the Jets and uh, Jets green and white scrimmage practice, man. Um, I, did. I did not expect to, to, to meet you uh, in front of all the Jets fans at the West Hall at the at the entrance before the event. So I'm glad I got to see you amongst the stand with your six foot four self. So uh, hope you had fun, <laughs> man. Uh, again, that's not my full-time job. I've I, that job I do in concessions just as a uh, as an as a extra side money. Okay. Um, and they called me for work, so I just came. But I never thought I would get a chance to meet you in person if the understand. So I'm the guy in the black shirt. Just a reminder, if you look subtle, I called you out. So well, it was good to see you in person, man. Hope you have fun. Uh, you know, great job at what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Glad to meet you in person. Thank you, and go Jets. Talk to you, Matt.
2: Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was awesome. I was walking in with Ali from Loyal NY Jeff fans and I heard someone call my name and I turned around. And it was it was a concessions worker. I was like, hey, what, what's going on? And I gave him like a fist bump and James was like, yeah, I call into your show. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. James from New Jersey. Of course. I, I know the voice. Now I put the voice to the person and I was able to put uh, YouTube commenters and people on on Twitter uh put a face to the name which is really really cool and you know the, there were a lot of people who came up to us uh when ryan was there too um uh, with ali the the three of us there it was it was awesome we were again we were just hanging out talking football with you guys it, it, it's so much fun and then we kept saying like man this is so cool to be back because we haven't been there there i haven't been since 2019 Uh, when the Jets took on the Dolphins. And Ali, I think, was week one of 2019. Ryan, I don't remember the last time he was there. It might be the same. But this year, back in the mix, it's a blast. And I had so much fun at the green and white scrimmage. And I'm definitely going to do more stuff like that. That was really cool. So that's it for this episode of Just Jets. Appreciate all the love and support for everything. It's really cool. I love that I get to do this each and every week. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. As always, make sure to subscribe if you're new and I'll talk to you next time.